Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome. It's another week, another opportunity to be great and better yourself. You already know it's your boy LS3. Let that beat drop. Haha, <laughs> yes, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you aren't in shape, at least your brain should be. That's right, you already know we focusing on giving your brain a six-pack. Welcome to the fam where we talk about everything having to do with mental health, man. Now, let me be clear. Let me be clear. I'm not a doctor, not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist, but I have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder one for 15 years, which gives me an interesting insight when it comes to dealing with therapy, medication, changing how you think and changing how you live. So, of course, you guys could have chose to be anywhere in the world today and you chose to be here with me. You already know, man, I never take that lightly. So welcome to the show, man. Whether you're somebody who's diagnosed with the actual mental health illness, maybe you're somebody, uh, one of the millions of Americans that suffer from depression or anxiety, or maybe someone who can just use some tips and tricks when it comes to dealing with this thing called life and the relationships involved. This is your family. This is your place. Pull up a chair and let's get it popping, man. This week's episode, The Gambler. That's right. Based after that old Kenny Rogers song. So with no further ado, let's get it started. Yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome. Another week, you guys. Another chance to be great, man. Real quick, let me let me say a few things, man. So I know I kind of been hinting at a new season and like ending this season. Really, last week was was gonna be where I stopped the season. But through talking to people um, and filling out a couple of things. And you guys are my audience. You guys are who I do it for. You guys who I listen to. So you guys can let me know how you feel about this. But I stopped. I talked to some people. And I figure, man, we're talking about mental health, right? So this is not a sports show. You know, even though it's called Medicine Ball and I incorporate a lot of sports, Overall, we're talking about mental health. We're not talking about movies. We're not talking about video games. And if you do that, I'm not knocking you. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. But I just felt like for me to just cut right now so early on and be like, yo, this is going to be the end of season one. And I'm going to take a break for a few weeks to get season two together was really like not sitting comfortable with me. And right now, being that I'm still fairly new to this. It's a momentum thing, right? And I started to think about what I was talking about and trying to, you know, make sure that the things that I talk to you guys about that I'm living them. I did a whole episode about momentum and keeping the momentum going. So I was like, why would I stop the momentum when I feel good? You know, as each week goes on, as I talk to you guys more and get more feedback and get more subscribers and get more people into the group, I was like, why stop? But with that being said, I also realized that it is important for me to close a chapter on this first season so that I can move forward. So I spoke to people who listen to the podcast. I did some research on what people are doing with their episodes. And this is what I've decided. And I'm going to try to stick to this. What I'm going to say next, don't let anybody hold that against me as a person because I know the person who I'm going to reference, a lot of people don't like them, which is, which is you know, keeping up with me. Y'all know who I am, probably why I like them. Kobe Bryant is my favorite basketball player. I'm just going to say that. I'm not comparing him to nobody. I'm not down shooting anybody else. The Lakers is my favorite basketball team. Kobe Bryant is my favorite basketball player. 
Kobe Bryant's number was 8 and 24. I've already passed 8 episodes. I'm at 16. This is the 16th episode. At 24 episodes, I will cut the season. At that point, I will take a week or two break and then I'll get right back to it. Now, I've decided in order to like, you know, balance out for not having a podcast, I'll be accessible. Maybe I'll pick that time to kind of crank up what I want to do on my next season uh, with the giveaways. We're going to do dope giveaways with the merch and I'll keep active in the group. I'll be I'm always accessible on Twitter and whatnot. But I know in order to grow as much as I'm loving it and I'm enjoying it, I'm going to stop it. So at 24 episodes at that point, I will have a week, at least a week or two where I won't release it, even though I think it's important. And, um, you know, no flex, man. It's people out there, man, who count on hearing what I have to say every week, man. And I think that that keeps me going. There's times when it's real easy for me to say, man, I want to throw it in. I want to give, I want to take a break. Let me get a timeout. Let me gather some stuff together, especially where I'm trying to go with this whole overall wellness thing. Those people, you guys, you keep me going, man. I see you. You liking it. You subscribing it. I'm able to see all of that stuff. I appreciate that. So 24 is where I'm going to cut it off. I told you why. I ain't going to say it again. I don't want everybody to come back at me with that. But that's what we're going to do. With that being said, always, man, I'm available on all platforms. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor Radio, uh, Spreaker, um, Buzzsprout. Anywhere where you listen to your podcast, uh, Pocket Cast. I am available. Just search Medicine Ball. Please, please, please subscribe so that you can follow and that you don't necessarily have to count on me posting it every week on social media or another platform. It makes it easy for you to get the updates. Go join the group, man. The Medicine Ball group is on Facebook. Um, There's people who I don't necessarily know who, after I've said it on, on the show, I see them joining the group. So join the group. Drop it in. Remember, this is a tool, man. This is just another tool. And by helping you guys and speaking on the things that I've learned and and that I go into, it's helping me. Use it as a tool. If you know somebody who maybe they don't want to talk about it, but you obviously notice maybe they might be dealing with depression, anxiety, or diagnosed with a mental health illness, man, drop the little link in their joint, man. It helps us all out. We're building this community so like-minded people can talk about their experiences and how things go and how we can relate and help each other. That's the bigger picture, all right? 24 episodes, man. So, with no further ado, let's get into it. The Gambler, man, all right? All right, so, The Gambler, let's get into it. Let me set this up for you guys. So, um, my mother did a lot of stuff in retrospect looking back based on, you know, basically how kids are today and their relationships with their parents and the things that they're doing and dating and seeing single mothers and things of that nature um she did a lot of things that i look back in retrospect that i thought were really unique and dope including and not limited to her music selection and i remember sade my mother was a big still is a huge sade fan um even in her house she has this huge picture of sade hanging up and um as i increased musically with uh playing instruments reading music and doing the beat thing i started to even appreciate sade's music more and more as I uh, grew on it, man, the instruments and things of those nature. And um, I remember one thing she did, and I'm not sure why, but uh, old school, man, I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 84. So she had the uh, VHS recorder and we would do like music videos always. It wasn't it almost, it wasn't nothing spectacular. It would be like me and my mother and my brother sitting in front of a fireplace, lip singing some crazy song and it could be anything, and I feel like we might have done it every Friday. Like, we were in the Ninja Turtles. We'd do a little Ninja Turtle single on whatever they were dropping. But 
one that always stuck out, grew with me to this day, and I'm going to incorporate that we did uh, a video to when I was back then was The Gambler by Kenny Rogers, man. And I know and knew at that young age that song word for word and especially the chorus. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. The gambler. And as I grew and saw more, I mean, at that time, I was really young, man, maybe like four, three or four. And I didn't know how big Kenny Rogers was. I wasn't in the music. I didn't know about hits and references, movies and all of that as much as I do today. And it really stuck out. And um, I remember that word for word. Now, I want to point out a couple of things. Now, let me be clear on a couple of things, man. I, like I said, I'm familiar with the lyrics. You know, um, if you don't mind me saying I can see you out of Aces, uh, you know, the gambler's talking about knowing what a man's cards were by the way they held their eyes. And long story short, it was about poker. That's that's what initially I got from it. It was the gambler and, you know, the Cowboys play poker. My experience with poker ties directly into this as well i have one major experience with poker and i'm talking about where money was 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 used and playing with some guys with some college friends we were hanging out at a college guy's house and the thing about poker that really turned me off and in retrospect first of all i'm not a big gambler in the first place when it comes to like card games and things of that nature because we'll get into it everybody's a gambler some way or another and some things that you do with your life but the thing that turned me off was like just the royal flush full house two of a kind three of a kind and the river and hold them and all that it was just too much and i just wasn't really into it and i felt like if something that you're going to be risking that kind of money on and those kind of stakes like i felt like if it was something i was going to do i was going to either get all the way involved and know about it or just not deal with it long story short we were in a situation where I had my laptop and I was able to actually, this is no flex, no flex. These guys know who they were, man. I had the laptop open and I had it on the Google page that showed like all of the possible combinations in their rankings. So I was using that as my guide. They were doing the uh, Texas Hold'em with the river cards and the real dramatic thing. We're playing with real money now, right? Long story short, I ended up winning that game and I stood up, you know, sometimes I'll be dramatic, just popping mess. I was like, yo, this is the last time I'm ever going to play out on beach. Y'all took everybody's money. And kind of what I got from that particular experience was once you get to a certain point and get power, i.e. chips, the money that you have, you can really start bullying people around. Like that's the, 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 the technique that I took. And it ended up being a situation where the final win was run because I just kept once I had enough chips and I had the concept, just kept all in and everybody. Big bank take little bank, right? And I was like, man, so what you do is you, you know, you play this game. You get to a point to where you can start pushing people around. Now, I'm pretty sure it's more than that. There's other techniques and things, but that was my extent to that. And that kind of goes into me realizing like, okay, high risk, high reward, which is what we're going to go straight into, man. Risk and reward. And I'm going to take that chorus that I just gave you guys and kind of break it down in how to deal with situations and deal with life. And the first thing is you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Right. In poker, 
you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. Like, hey, you got to know if that person has better cards than you. If, hey, you're throwing into the pot, maybe trying to bluff you. Uh, is this worth it? You know, is it you winning this? Is it worth you possibly losing all your chips? That's my poker relation. When it relates to life, I use the risk and reward. Let's take a quick football reference here. Onside kick. A lot of onside kicks for me personally watching professional games. And for those of you who don't know, an onside kick is after you score, you must then line up and kick the ball to the other team, which is usually deep in the air. And they catch it and they can choose to kneel it and get automatic 20 yards or they can run it and try to score. High risk and reward. You usually kick it deep because you get down there and it means that the other team has to have a longer field, a longer space that they need in order to score. Right. So when you kick an onside kick, I'm using this as a relation of the risk and the reward. The risk with an onside kick is if you kick that onside kick and you don't get it then the other team gets the ball at the middle of the field as opposed to down near the other end where it would give you more opportunities to try to stop them. But the reward, if you get the ball, you just got the ball after you scored, giving you another opportunity to score and go ahead. And when it comes to certain things in life, man, you know, risk and reward, when you put it like that, it can seem like it's something dramatic, but you can break it down to as simple as terms. Whether it be a boss that you feel has been treating you unfairly or maybe a relationship and that person wants to argue and you want to get your point across, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You know, give you another example. Let's 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 make it easy. Let's work with your job. And ironically, I am going to have to reference because I call it personally. It can be called anything. The Kobe Bryant rule with your job. Say you're an employee. You know, you do average work. And your boss is getting on your nerves. True indeed. They may be picking on you. They may be treating you unfairly. You may be doing the best you can. But let's say you're an average employee. And let's say uh, the Kobe Bryant rule related to basketball. That meaning you're an average employee will make that equivalent of 12 points per game. You're making a high risk right now. And what is the payoff? I call it the Kobe Bryant rule because if you're an employee who's averaging 12 points a game... You might not want to go at the coach because you can't get them fired, right? For instance, I called the Kobe Bryant rule because I remember Kobe, they were saying he was running through coaches, which he was. But Kobe is a perennial superstar Hall of Famer, averaging 28 points a game. If you're that employee who's averaging 20 points a game, equivalent of work, yeah, maybe you can go at the boss. Risk and reward. You know, you have a lower risk there, but what's the real reward if you're already an excellent employee excelling and doing your thing versus being an employee who's not really excelling? You go at the boss. Now, guess what? It failed. The GM, the owner of the team was like, no, we're keeping your coach, i.e. your boss. You think that your boss is going to go harder on you or easier? Furthermore, do you think you're going to have to work harder or easier? That's just another relation to me using the Kobe Bryant rule. I call it a Kobe Bryant rule. Again, let me break that down for you again. Long story short, don't go at the coach to get him fired if you're only averaging 12 points a game. If you're averaging 20, 30, 25, 35 points a game, yeah, you go to the GM talking about your boss, you might be able to get him up out of there. But it's risk and reward. And when we deal with this thing called life, man, we have to look at things in those scenarios and those situations. Whether it be investing your energy, you've had a long day. 
Maybe you got some other things going on and your best friend decides that they want to argue with you that day and you want them to see your point. Are you going to risk your energy and draining and being tired just for them to get a point across? Or maybe it's a situation where it's the love of your life. You want to marry this person. You need to get your point across because this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Is it worth it then arguing? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, man. The one to throw your cards in, when to keep your cards in your hand. That's the hold them part. When to let your energy go, when to address something, when to back out of that business deal, when to keep pushing forward, when to press the issue on making a point. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them, man. So that's the first part, man. We're going to keep it going. Y'all know what comes next in it, man. You got to know when to fold, hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. And that's what we're going to talk about next, man. Knowing when to cut your losses, knowing how to deal with an exit strategy and letting things go. Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. Check this beat out and we'll be right back. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back, welcome back, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. If you're in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome back to the show where we focus on giving your brain a six-pack. That's right, changing how you think and how you perceive things. In this way in life and me being diagnosed as bipolar, relating the things that I have learned on my journey, that is getting me, well, gotten me to the place where I am now and the way that I think and how I choose to deal with things. And welcome back to this show, The Gambler, man. So, Keeping right along with it, man, we were talking about um, The Gambler, the Kenny Rogers song, and relating the chorus to uh, how you can deal with things in life, man. And uh, in the first seg, we talked about you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, relating it to risk versus reward and how to deal with what you give your energy to, or whether it be that business deal, dealing with a tough boss, dealing with a significant other. And, um, you know, how to kind of take that approach when dealing with things in life. In this seg, we're going to talk about the second part, which um, when you read between the lines, knowing about gambling and if you've ever watched cowboy flicks, is the most important part in a way. You got to know when to walk away and know when to run. And when dealing with poker and gambling, man, that can be the difference between life and death. I'll do you one further to my people in my black community at that dice game, that guy who keeps winning. Or if you're that guy who's winning, man, you don't stay around and take everybody's money, man. You got to know when to get up out of there, man, before people start looking at you like, man, this guy's making off with our money. Is he cheating? Now I'm upset. You know, I'm broke. You got to know when to walk away know when to run so in poker man again that could be related to a situation if you taking the big dude and he's the guy with all the chips you taking his chips now he cashing out he got to go all in you might need to run up out of there man that's not a situation where you get up and calmly walk away your life may depend on it now again we don't want to go to that extreme there are some situations in life where it can be that extreme, but let's let's dial it back and deal with it on a daily, uh, a, a, a daily uh, situation, man. Um, we could take it right back. You know, a lot of people are working people, man. We could take it to your job, man. When you're dealing with your job, if you're in a job that you don't like, you got to know when it's time to walk away and when it's time to run. So let me give you an example now. When it's time to walk away, that doesn't necessarily mean get up and leaving the job. Run does. 
So if it's time to run away, that means you might need to get up out of there. Don't even put in a two-week notice. Do what you got to do, man. But when you walk away, that might be something as simply uh, as being mature enough to be like, look, I don't like this job. It's stressing me out. It's bothering me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to work a little extra overtime for these next two or three months. While I'm working, I'm going to actively look and pursue other jobs and, and, and gain interviews and know that I have something solid in the bag. And then that way, I can go ahead and walk away from this job. You know, if you want to be a stand up person who puts in a two week notice, that's a whole nother story because the job is probably going to let you go before those two weeks are out. Um, You can do that. You know, and that way you also won't put yourself in a situation to where you're struggling to pay those bills. If you got bills, responsibilities, kids, other people who depend on you, you can't run in that situation. You got to walk away. You're still exiting. You're getting out of the situation, but you're doing it in a more strategical way. You know, if you're gambling at the poker table, if you win two hands all in and get up and leave, yo, you might need to walk away. That might cause just as much suspicion as you maybe winning a couple of hands, losing a couple of hands, and then being like, I'm out and gracefully bowing out. So, um, you know, we just want to look about that when it comes to exiting. There are situations in which you have to exit, which again, we're not talking literally leaving something, but maybe leaving a situation alone or something. Let's go down a little bit smaller, just a particular conversation with someone, leaving that alone for the time being in order to you know, for the bigger cause, maybe you don't want to argue or maybe that person's having a rough day and you realize it, walk away from that. That doesn't necessarily mean you just belly up and okay, you're right. Nothing I have to say matters. No, but maybe, you know, get your point across, stick it in. If they're not hearing it, walk away from that situation, man. Diffuse the situation. Now, if it's a situation where it's getting physical or something like that, or this person repeatedly puts you in situations or has you uh, involved in things that are to your detriment or not for you, run, get out of that situation. If you're dealing with the business deal, man, I look at it like this, like stock. And I'm not a big stock market guy, but I kind of get the gist of it. They know when to walk away and when to run. You know, um, if that stock is uh, slowly climbing up, you pay $10 for it and it's at 20 and you're like man i'm gonna see how high it goes and it drops down to 19 you don't necessarily if you know the stock market want to just get out right then maybe you wait around and it might drop down 17 before the next hour going up to 25 gotta know when to walk away now if you pay 10 dollars for that stock and it goes up to 25 and then it goes to 11 and then it goes to three run get out so just be, you know, aware of the situation. Some things aren't as transparent and aren't that easy. But, hey, that's part of life. That's part of playing the game. You don't win every single game in hand in poker. You don't win every single hand in poker. You don't accomplish every single goal on the first try. You got to know when to rock with it, but you got to also know when to give it up. You know, um, if you're in an abusive relationship, you know, you got to know when to give it up. If maybe you're struggling with drug addiction and whatnot, you got to know when to give it up. If you're somebody who's dealing with a relationship with someone you feel is worth investing that in, maybe walk away. Don't be so quick to run away from that. Maybe kind of walk away. That gives you time to let things calm down. And you can sometimes walking away can be stepping back to reapproach. You know, so again, man, it's medicine ball. We want to always focus on changing how you think your perspective and, you know, knowing when to walk away and run, man. We, we're relating the gambler to life because everything in life is a gamble, man. You could take it literally. You could take it figuratively. Getting in your car to drive to work in the morning is a gamble. Yeah, you know how to drive. And this is what I always tell people. It's not you we worried about. It's the other people that you got to worry about. 
you know, it's it's gambles everywhere. Talk running up on that girl that you want to talk to and maybe your breath's not right or, you know, it's a gamble. It's all about timing and knowing how to step back and analyze the situation, man. So I just figured, you know, a song that has been instilled in me over the years and actually stepping back and looking at it, I wanted to talk about it. And, you know, another technique and just another way for you to look at your life and look at situations and incorporate something fun with it because at the end of the day, you know what we're about. It's working out your brain. Whether these techniques work or not, just another way to look at it, man. So that's the gambling, man. So walking away and run, man. And this third and final say coming up, we're going to talk about the last little part of that lyric and break it down because it's you never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. I'm going to bring all this together and relate that to dealing with life, whether it be adversity, whether it be a goal, whether it be a toxic situation or something that's just not good for your mental health. Being the gambler when it comes to dealing with the situation ultimately is a way to increase your chances of success. All right. Medicine ball with your boy LS3. Check this beat out. We're going to be back with the last seg, the gambler. Yeah, yeah. shape at least your brain should be hey hey welcome back welcome back medicine ball with your boy ls3 the gambler let's keep it popping we relating life and how you can use the kenny rogers song the gambler and the little chorus to relate to things in life and also how i learned that particular um song and how it got instilled in me i gave you the story about that and we've been relating little parts in the course to dealing with life and things of that nature and we to the final part um the line that was very confusing to me growing up and even now i don't have it figured out but i use it in a dope way to relate to my situations whenever i take the kenny rogers gambler or poach man um you never count your money you never count your money I can't help it, man. I'm just so used to it. I go straight in the single. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. Let's think about that, man. Now, over the years, you know, um, the first two parts, the know when to hold them, know when to fold them, I got it. I knew what that meant. Bam. I knew how I would relate that risk and reward. Um, Know when to walk away, know when to run. Cool, fight your battles. Know when to exit quickly, know when to be strategic about it. Got it, boom. You never count your money while you're sitting at your table. I used to always think, okay, maybe he means you're, and he could. You know, if y'all know Kenny Rogers, hit him up. Let's get some clarification. I'm sure it's somewhere, but again, I'm relating it to me. Um, I was like, man, maybe he means if you count your money, you'll be too flashy and people won't like that so that puts you in a situation but i was like well that's kind of knowing when to walk away and knowing to run and and i was like okay maybe if you count your money while you're sitting at your table you know um it may let people know how much money you got and maybe they can use that to an advantage and then i was like wait i got it you're dealing in a high risk high reward situation game for money for something of value 
And, you know, with your life, i.e. your energy, your time, your effort, your resources. If you stop to count your money. That may distract you from what's going on at the table and cost you in the long run. Right. So maybe you shouldn't count your money until after the deal is done, because it's about taking care of business, staying focused on handling what's going on and the things that you can put off, put those off for later. How can we relate this to life? So that was my relation to poker. If you're sitting there in the middle of a deal, you don't start counting your chips and whatever. I mean, I mean, I guess maybe they do. I, you know, I've watched World Series of Poker during those drag seasons when ESPN be hurting, man. Like, side note real quick, man. Yo, I think I've learned more sports. Man, they got the cornhole championship on there, the bowling tournament on there, the hatchet throwing tournament on there. And this falls to me right along the same lines. Poker. Ain't no games on. Let's watch the poker. But. You know, when I see them counting their chips, they're pretty much counting them to get ready to throw them in or see how much they're going to wager. But they're never counting up their winnings. It's almost like spending your paycheck before that direct deposit hit, man. Let's stay focused on handling your business and address the matter at hand. And I got it. Distractions, man. Never get distracted from your bigger goal. I.E., and I'll use me as an example. My bigger goal ultimately is to learn how to deal with people in a better way. Learn to control my emotions, how I view the world, negative situations in a better way. Learn to deal with the adversities and the things that are definitely going to happen among life that just happens and learn to deal with them in a better way. And too often I get distracted from my bigger goal, whether that being stopping to argue with somebody about something there's really no value in me proving a point for, whether that be sidetracking and going out of my way and doing something that I'm not 100 percent invested in. Whether that be spending too much time on social media, and I've really gotten better at that, when I could be doing something else, I'm already in front of the computer, you on social media instead of on YouTube or looking up books or reading or something like that, don't get distracted from your bigger goals. And too often, we don't understand the things that appear before us when we're reaching our goals or going for a goal or going for something that we want are nothing more than distractions. And when you get distracted, it's more often two times if you get distracted too much or pay too much attention to the distraction, it will derail you from your bigger goal and ultimately cost you in the long run. So whether it's a fight or a chance to get nasty with someone, even though you may feel like, hey, man, I've been on a good streak. That's a problem in itself. In a way. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that, but just like and. Keep that good streak, man. Don't get distracted because you feel like this person, you you got to be the person to tell this person what's going on. Tell them about themselves. Tell them that, well, hey, I, don't get involved in that. You know, um, me, I'm in an interesting position because people a lot of times ask me for my opinion without directly asking for it. You know, um, some situations... Uh, maybe a person or a friend brings up something out of nowhere and I'm like, there's obviously a reason, even though you might not say, hey, what do you think about this? If we're talking about pizza and you're like, yeah, my girlfriend gave me two jabs yesterday. I assume that you want to know what I have to say about it. And um, 
you know, I will throw my two cents in in that situation. But if somebody's being a nasty person, man, don't take it always upon yourself to call yourself putting them in place or judging them. Try not to do that, man. You know what I mean? You have to keep focused on the person you want to be and what your goals are. If your goal is to be a nice person for 30 days, let that be your goal, man. Don't let somebody stepping on your shoes, even though it's like, man, they stepped on my shoes. They're in my personal space. Yeah, I get it. But it's going to derail you. It's a distraction. And that goes into the whole idea of this life and how you gamble. Um, too often, where, and I want to be careful when I say gamble because there's a lot of words that are really practical. It can be used in a practical way, but because they have such a negative stigma attached to them, it can sound crazy. So if you tell somebody you're gambling with your life, too often we go extreme and like, yo, that's suicide. No, but hell, if you move to Ohio and you're from freaking Rhode Island to go go for that job that is a gamble all right if you see if you're with somebody who you've been with for two or three years and you see this other girl you want to go talk to or guy let me not be sexy girl or guy that's a gamble all right you know if you decide that hey I want to go this gambles everywhere and we have to put it into an idea of thinking like, hey, especially when adversities come, especially when things come to block our path, we got to know how to put it into perspective and be like, hey, man, how are we going to gamble this? Is this worth the risk of the world? Should I hold them or fold them right here? Okay, she does a couple of things that I don't like. He does a couple of things I don't like, but a lot of things I love. Should I walk away or should I run? All right, man, I told myself I was going to save up this much money, but the new shoes is just really killing and it might lead to the girl that might <laughs> distraction. Don't count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. Complete your goal. Complete your ultimate task. All right. So we're going to wrap it up, man. So my goal to you is real easy. The thing to do. Hey, we always put in techniques. We have the predator technique, the matrix idea, the gambler technique. See if there's an opportunity where you can be the gambler. See, it's a real easy one, man. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Sometimes, man, it's so funny, man. Like, I might be dealing with someone or I even go out. Maybe it might even be a chick, man. And they might say something to me or text me something. And in my head, I'm just like, hmm, no, And I'm like, all right. And sometimes that puts me in perspective. Or I might see something from somebody that's a blaring, like, alert or a red flag that normally I would maybe ignore. You know what I mean? No, when to walk away. That's in my voice. That's my, my voice. No, when to run. And then I might be like, hey, man. I've been doing good today. I'm in positive attitude. This person want a conflict. You never count your money. Y'all get it, man. I'm just here to, uh, you know, make a little light of it. But it works, you know, because check this out. Even if you pause for a second to even think about what technique I want to use. Guess what? You exercising your brain. You're already taking a step. That's the beautiful thing about it. You're thinking about different ways to view life, different perspectives, different ways to go about things, different tactics. You working out your brain is going to be strong, man. And you'll be able to deploy these things as needed, whatever sticks with you, man. I got a friend um, who I always sing that song for me and her, Silly. I always sing the song to her. She's like, man, I didn't know nothing about that song until you said something about it. But it's just like. It's a practical song, man. So, yo, shout out to Kenny Rogers, man. This week, 
Look for places and opportunities where, hey, if the alien technique or the predator technique we used didn't work, try to look for opportunities to use the gambler, man. Risk and reward, man. Before you go chump your boss out or send a nasty email to HR about your boss, what's your stats looking like? You know, can you withstand your boss coming down on you? Are your, are your points high enough? You know, before you go over there and talk to that girl who looks who looks cute, man, if you already got another girl who's solid and you might want to deal with, bro, is it worth it? You know, um, my grandmother always said, I know a lot of people say this, man, but yo, a bird in hand is better than two in the bush, man. You feel me? And I really get that, man, because birds fly, bro. So as soon as you take a step that way, we can't fly. All right. So keep it in perspective, man. Real quick. Remember, Facebook. Go follow the Me the Medicine Ball group page. Follow me on Twitter at LS3Ball or at Medicine Ball. You can um, reach me on Instagram as well. I got some things coming with that. Reach out to me. All comments. If you got something you want to know about, whether it's dealing with going to therapy or maybe how a particular medicine that I may have taken work, reach out to me, man. You can reach out to me on the group group or on Twitter. Uh, remember, we're available on all platforms. Anchor FM, Buzzsprout. Uh, iTunes, Apple Play, Google Play, Google Podcasts, all of that. We out here. Remember to like, subscribe, share the podcast, and reach out to me, man. All right? The gambler, man. Yo, remember, another week, another opportunity to be great. You got this. Whether you're going through it, there are other people who are going through it and understand. I believe in you, all right? Keep your head up. I love y'all. You got this. Medicine ball. Yeah, yeah.